0: Hello and welcome to the On Your Left podcast, the uh, political podcast that is quite literally to the left of you, your mother, and everyone else. My name is Katrina Ames and I use she-her pronouns.
1: I'm Narali Shep and I also use she-her pronouns. In
0: today's show we're going to be talking about what's happening in Sudan. A lot. The anti-abortion laws that just keep popping up for some reason. And in our election news segment, we're going to be talking about Joe Biden and the abortion platform of the
1: 2020 candidates. Let's talk about Sudan. There's a lot going on in Sudan right now. Um, If you don't know, because most people in America and a lot of the world don't know right now, there have been massive, massive protests going on in response to those protests. President Omar al-Bashir, who is not really a president, may or may not have killed some of the protesters. I am not saying he has, but that's the general consensus. Um, I do believe that the
0: Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir was removed from power by the armed forces of the country during the protests in April. Basically,
1: what's happened is... uh, the protesters have agreed to talk to omar al-bashir so the protesters aren't uh negotiating with omar al-bashir but with the transitional military council they have very firm um things that they want to get through uh like a democracy they want a 300 person Congress or Senate of some sort. That's one of the big ones. And I think that's a really, really good thing that the protesters are actually getting through. And and hopefully there is some sort of a peaceful regime change. It's a very difficult situation there right now. these protests have been going on since January. It's a really, really tense situation. One thing I really want to uh, get across, though, by talking about this is that, A, obviously I'm not an expert on Sudan or international affairs, but we really need to pay attention to the rest of the world. And we tend to think of the Arab Spring as something that happened in the past, but it's still very much going on right now. And uh, there are still countries that are in severe conflict right now in that area and in other areas areas of the world, and we need to keep talking about this, especially during election years, when this kind of thing gets swept under the rug and people who are suffering don't get enough attention, and uh, we need to also ask the people who are in power in our country what they're going to do about this, if anything, and their positions on these things. Especially because Sudan has a lot of oil. Alright, so should we move on to... um, Alright, so there is
0: a war currently on people with uteruses and on abortion anti-abortion laws just keep popping up In georgia kentucky missouri mississippi and ohio have all passed heartbeat bills that effectively prohibit abortions after six to eight weeks of pregnancy that is six to eight weeks after the end of your last period so you could not it's possible you weren't actually made pregnant till about three weeks later, but the ban is still in effect for you. And this is ban also is usually from before doctors can start detecting a fetal heartbeat. Uh, Utah and Arkansas are also in the process to limit the procedure to the middle of the second trimester. Uh, most states it is usually between 20 and 25 weeks that you can ban abortion at because that is when a fetus is considered viable outside of the womb
1: okay um i didn't realize that the six to to eight weeks of pregnancy didn't mean of actual pregnancy but six to eight weeks after your last period which um that'll be hard for people who don't have regular periods it's super hard for people who don't have regular periods and you know what can cause irregular periods Literally, Literally everything. everything like you don't know you're pregnant when you miss a period because anything can make you miss your period stress can lack of stress can like Anything and
0: in larger news, Alabama became the first state to outright
1: ban abortion otherwise known as breaking the law.
0: Yeah Okay, so uh, Alabama Just put an outright ban on abortion if Roe versus Wade ever gets struck down. This also goes into effect Immediately and will also be used to challenge Roe versus Wade, which is the whole reason we're allowed to have abortions federally in the first place, although some states were it was legal before the court case came up.
1: I find it interesting that a, a lot of uh, people have been talking about how this isn't the way conservatives should have done this in Alabama. It, like, they They'd, but uh, they shouldn't have been doing it at all. Yeah, I was I was really frustrated with the people who were saying, well, they were chipping away at all these things anyway, so they really shouldn't have uh, tried to shoehorn this bill through because it's not going to work. This isn't the bill that's going to go up to the Supreme Court. But guess what? It doesn't matter which bill goes up to the Supreme Court because it's, cause we have a majority conservative Supreme Court. <laughs> Like, people are thinking way too politically about this, I think, than they should be. I think they aren't taking it as seriously as they should be because of that. Not everyone. Most women are terrified. Most people with uteruses are terrified. I mean, I don't think they should have done it like this.
0: I think they should have just, you know, left it alone. Mm but their strategy of slowly chipping away at my rights did seem to be working out for them and no one was really paying that much attention to yeah. it. So I don't know, maybe they should have done that for another couple of years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it would have been more politically expedient for the conservatives to chip slowly chip away at rights instead of doing this. But this is still a massive threat and should be taken Too seriously.
0: The Alabama mm-hmm. law... Also has this interesting provision where if you leave the state to get an abortion, Oh yes. you can be jailed and labeled a felon, which isn't how state laws work.
1: Yeah, um, shouldn't that be a federal thing? First of all, but also second of all, how would they know? Like gambling is illegal in Pennsylvania
0: where I live until you turn 21, Mm -hmm. but- Had I gone to Vegas when I was 20, I wouldn't have been arrested on my return. No,
1: no. That is to say that if something is law in one state and you are currently in that state, you are not breaking the law of your home state. So you're allowed to lose all your money in Vegas, but you're not allowed to lose your baby anywhere else. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. I don't think we need to stress how unhappy this makes both of us. Um it's bad (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty bad i will also say with the heartbeat bands um
0: it's not even a fetus yet it'd be considered an embryo Mm -hmm. which we also keep in petri dishes for things like ivf and other methods of conceiving a child and uh i don't think cells in a petri dish deserve
1: more rights than me yeah Fair. Uh, so, just don't think people should be telling me what to do with my own body. But like I said, none of the bans that were recently passed are in effect yet.
0: Uh, notably, Kentucky's was blocked by a judge, and everyone's expected to face lengthy court battles. A lot of them are hoping to reach the Supreme Court, so they can just overturn this for everyone instead of just targeting the woman and everyone else with a uterus because it's too easy <laughs> to just hurt the people in your community you gotta hurt everyone
1: yeah you gotta change the whole country to fit your very very specific
0: wants i will say if you want to get involved as a person donate funds to things like planned parenthood or the yellow hammer fund which is for an organization working in Alabama. You can become a clinic escort for the abortion clinics around you and protect people with uteruses who need to get services.
1: And also just call your senators, call your representatives. Make sure that this isn't happening in your state. In some states, they have
0: recently also legalized abortion. Um, Notably, in Massachusetts last year passed the Nasty Woman Act, which overturned an old law from before Roe v. Wade that criminalized abortion in their state
1: well 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 go massachusetts um should we move on to election news yeah let's talk about the 2020 election before we get burnt out on it i think i already am (laughs) okay i'm not (laughs) no it's it's very interesting and there's a lot going on and it's there's a lot that's going to happen so it's exciting so uh, I think our first thing we're gonna talk about today is uh, something you brought mm-hmm. up. Do you wanna introduce Yeah, it? so um, basically uh, my Twitter feed kind of exploded when uh, Joe Biden appeared to have crossed the picket line um, to go to a campaign fundraiser. Um, he crossed a union protest. And uh, if you don't know, uh, Democrats tend to want union members to vote for them um so it was seen as very very uh not good obviously um and he was going to cross the picket line to meet with uh very very rich donors who were going to donate to his campaign which is the old school way of campaign fundraising um before the
0: internet you really couldn't reach small donors you had to go to fancy parties and, uh, or meet with large-scale
1: organizations, like unions, to get funding. It, even though he apparently technically didn't cross the picket line? Is that what you were reading? Uh, yes. It was not officially a picket line,
0: because a picket line only applies to when workers are on okay. strike. And this was a protest. Uh, this was a protest. They were protesting the event and their bosses that owned the corporation they were working at for uh, bad mental health care in their workplace that was not giving them proper treatment when they needed it.
1: That's terrible and those workers deserve proper mental health care like everyone else does. Um, I hope that uh, Joe Biden will see the error of his ways and um, maybe Talk to at least talk to the protesters before heading inside and courting the big donors and the big bosses who are hurting them, um, at the very yeah. least, um, it would be good for optics. You'd get pictures with protesters. Uh, especially since Joe Biden also kicked off his campaign
0: at a speech in Pittsburgh at a union hall. Oh. It was not a large place. Mm-hmm but he kicked off at the union hall and got an endorsement from
1: the uh firefighters union oh that's good for joe biden i'm not expecting too much out of joe biden personally um he is very much a centrist uh compared to i think both of us and also a lot of the younger democratic base um and we are on his left you could say (laughs) Mm, yes (laughs) uh but yeah i don't I don't expect too much from Joe Biden, but he is still the top of the polls, and uh, I just hope he gets somewhat better and learns lessons. Yes. Uh, Transitioning to our other topic,
0: uh, the abortion platform of 2020 candidates and what they think about reproductive justice, Joe Biden has no specific policies on reproductive justice.
1: Ah, Yes. Noted, uh, women's rights crusader Joe Biden, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm re- referencing, Google Anita Hill. Yes, noted women's rights eh. crusader Joe Biden <laughs> doesn't have a platform on abortion or Roe versus Wade. But let's talk about who does. Let's talk about some good yeah. things. Uh, I will say this isn't everyone's
0: platform on reproductive justice. But it's a lot of the front runners, and I try to include specifically everyone who is expected to use their positions that they hold now to do some good. <laughs> please do. Uh,
1: please, even yep. if you don't win the nomination, please do some
0: good. Because, I mean, we're talking about senators and mayors and governors and people with huge platforms. Yeah, y'all still
1: have power, even if you don't win the primary.
0: So far, three people have made a commitment either on television or in the press releases or in things that they've written in to nominate pro-choice judges who will uphold Roe versus Wade both on the Supreme Court and all other federal courts because they want to protect reproductive rights. Those senators are Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, Senator Bernie
1: Sanders, and Senator Cory That's Booker. My Senator He Cory Booker is my, good. my home team guy, so um even though I disagree with him on a lot, I'm rooting for him. Also, he's really good friends with K- Kristen Gillibrand and I think they influence each other a lot. So, um, I think so. I'm sensing some, some uh, chemistry uh, if, if one of them wins a nomination. <laughs> I
0: really like this commitment uh, because usually the idea is that you will be impartial when selecting judges. And the norm is that you won't want any specific policy influence who you elect and nominate to one of the most powerful positions in the country, but. <laughs> but people already broke those norms. Mitch McConnell broke those norms, President Trump broke those norms, and is picking people off of a list
1: that someone just handed to him of pro-life judges. That's, that's, the, that's the list that Brett Kavanaugh was on. By the way, along with 20 other people, any of which were equally qualified for the position. And also equally terrible, we're assuming. Maybe a little bit less terrible. Yeah, yeah maybe they didn't sexually assault someone, but, you know, allegedly yeah. sexually assault someone. I don't want to get sued.
0: Conservatives have been voting basically on the Supreme Court and voting on those judicial appointments for decades. Mm-hmm. It's time we start doing it, too. Yeah,
1: and it's also time that we just acknowledge this as, like, a thing conservatives do. Like, people, for some reason, are still running around with their heads cut off, saying, like, oh, everything should be impartial, judges should be impartial. It's, like, it's, it's 2019, Merrick Garland didn't, isn't sitting on the Supreme Court because... Like, the conservatives literally stopped him, and Merrick Garland was a good center choice. He wasn't, like, yeah, super on the left or anything. I think we should just stop
0: lying and acknowledge that judges are people. They have experiences that inform their decisions and massive biases. Yeah. Agreed.
1: The second policy is creating a federal law that protects the right to abortion throughout the country, mirroring Roe v. Wade. Uh, and the people who support this are Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and Senator Cory Booker. Um, yay, Elizabeth Warren! Also, yep. yay, Kirsten Gillibrand and Cory Booker for being on both of these things so far.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we'll be seeing a lot of the same names pop up over and over again. This is another really great one because even if Roe versus Wade gets struck down, which is getting more and more likely, mm-hmm. uh, we will have a federal law that's in place and could, yes, also be challenged in the courts. But it's more... Guaranteed safety than just relying on a Supreme Court decision that can be overturned by any other Supreme Court.
1: Yeah. Um. So the way court Supreme Court rulings work is that like because the Supreme Court ruled on ruled on Roe v Wade, it's considered law because of the pre- the court precedent, but it's not like written in stone completely. Um. Like it's. It's written like in really hard pen on stone, but it's not chiseled in quite yet, and uh, yes. making it a real law would chisel it in properly and keep it there for a good long while more.
0: I think we should explicitly protect people in our legislation and not just in our judicial decisions mm-hmm. because although I do have a lot of respect for the Supreme Court, it's
1: not their job to make laws yeah it's their job to interpret the Constitution Um, it's not their job to make laws that's Congress's job Um, and uh, they should do it now of course this does depend
0: on not just who becomes president but whether we also have control of the House still and if we get control of the Senate because we need people to vote Mm -hmm. and we need those people to vote on all of the ballot items the third policy is a plan to repeal the Hyde amendment which is a legislative provision that bars the use of federal funds to pay for abortion except to save the life of the pregnant person or if the pregnancy arises from incest or rape which how do you prove that um it also means that anybody who receives health insurance from the federal government does not have access to abortion and it's not covered under their insurance
1: yeah um so uh i like that plan (laughs) um it sounds great uh who is for and against it uh well there is currently
0: an act in the senate and in the house called the each woman act which would end the hyde amendment and ban abortion restrictions in private insurance.
1: In private insurance, there are things like the Hyde Amendment. Private insurers can
0: choose not to cover it. Oh, okay. Legally, they have to cover birth control, mm-hmm.
1: but they don't have to cover abortion legally. So so this would stop insurance companies from saying, well, we choose not to support abortion. So the Each Woman Act would end this. Yes.
0: and. Four of the co-sponsors are running for president. Wow.
1: Well, four of the co-sponsors in the Senate. I didn't look at the whole list of House members. These, A couple of these yep. names sound familiar again. Um, so the people yep. supporting uh, who are sponsors of the Each Woman Act are Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Senator Kamala Harris, and Senator Amy Klobuchar. They're all women, which is notable. I think that's yep. awesome that four senators are co-sponsoring a bill that supports women and other people with uteri. And these
0: are, these are just the co-sponsors that are also currently running for president. Uh, in the Senate, it has 19 co-sponsors. Wow. Uh, it was introduced, I believe, by Senator Maisie Hirono, who cannot run for president because she was not born a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, thank God there's someone that can't run for president. <laughs> Uh, And Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois, who recently had a baby Mm -hmm. and was not supposed to be allowed back at work to vote during her maternity care and was not allowed to bring her child onto the Senate floor. Even though her colleagues in the House can bring kids onto the House floor, they changed the rule, but it was a bad rule.
1: Why, Why would they do that to Tammy Duckworth? Let her bring her kid. It was... Yeah, she was the first senator to ever give birth while well in office. That says a lot about the Senate. That really does, it says a lot about the history of the Senate. Which is why it's very, very notable that four of the sponsors are women and they're all running for president. Can we just like take a moment and appreciate how far we've come? There are also people who are not sponsors of the Each Woman Act,
0: but do support in their policies repealing the Hyde Amendment. Uh, that is Senator Cory Booker, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, and former Congressman Beto O'Rourke has previously supported a bill in the House to repeal the Hyde Amendment, so I'm assuming he's still on board with that. Yeah, he's just not currently in the Senate, so count. Good for them. I'm. This is actually my only note on former Vice President Biden in this entire thing, because he does not have an official reproductive justice policy. Mm-hmm. Once again, no policy. Uh, he did used to support the Hyde Amendment in his long career, uh, he did notably support the Hyde Amendment previously when he was a senator. Do we
1: know when this was at all?
0: At some point between the 70s and now.
1: Okay, that's a very long time. Um, It's a very long time. Oh, and I just Googled, and three hours ago, six hours ago, the National Review uh, has a story, Biden flips on the Hyde Amendment. Okay, well, good. Uh, according to the ACLU, one of the ACLU volunteers mm-hmm. asked Joe Biden whether as president he would lift the Hyde Amendment, and he said yes. So this is okay. Great. a verbal commitment.
0: There's a quote in this article from the National Review mm-hmm. from 1994, the year I was born. See? It says, I will continue to abide by the same principle that has guided me throughout my 21 years in the Senate those of us who are opposed to abortion should not be compelled to pay for them. He wrote this to a constituent in 1994, and he said, I have consistently on no fewer than 50 occasions voted against federal funding on abortions.
1: Yes, he was he was very consistent until now. Uh, I'm glad that
0: he changed his mind, because of course the Hyde Amendment mostly impacts low-income people, rely on government-provided healthcare. It is expected that all of the candidates would repeal the global gag rule if they were into office, which is just an executive order that stops giving funding to clinics overseas if they refer people to abortions. It's also sometimes called the Mexico City policy. It was introduced by Reagan. Of course it was. And (laughs) Every Republican has reinstated it. Every Democrat has repealed it. Okay. So
1: it's just a yep. law that goes back and forth about funding foreign aid. Foreign aid. Okay. So they're saying we're not going to give money to hospitals outside of the country that can tell their patients to get an abortion. Can
0: Even just referring someone else to a clinic that d- provides like, abortions. Like, oh, th-
1: that guy down the street does abortions even though we don't... That's not allowed. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, there is also a new thing called the domestic gag rule Mm
1: -hmm. brand
0: new policy from trump Um, and this bars groups that provide or refer patients for abortions domestically in the united states from receiving funding under title X, which provides family planning funds aimed at low income americans uh i'm expecting that all of the candidates will repeal the domestic gag rule But only Senator Kirsten Gillibrand and Senator Elizabeth Warren have
1: explicitly said that they're going to. Okay. That's a terrible rule, and it should be repealed. I fully expect every single candidate to get in line behind Kirsten Gillibrand and uh, Elizabeth Warren. I sincerely hope they all get behind this. The last policy is one
0: that proposes blocking states from passing targeted regulations on abortion providers, or TRAP, laws. Uh, By calling for the passage of an existing bill uh, called the Women's Health Protection Act, which bars states from passing restrictions on abortion clinics that do not significantly advance women's health or the safety of abortion services. Um, It's basically just stopping states from passing laws like the Heartbeat Mm -hmm. Bill that provides severe limitations to abortion um, services and senator kirsten Gillibrand and senator elizabeth warren have both proposed policies that would stop states from chipping away at
1: our rights that sounds nice and yeah um i've also heard about like absolutely ridiculous rules uh being put in place at the state level like for abortion clinics like the the size of the hallways and things like that just like literally any reason to shut these places down so this would stop that from happening the states are finding any reason to shut these clinics down and this uh women's health protection act would stop that from happening um one thing i do i am curious about is uh Mm -hmm. abortion like the fake abortion clinics that exist um oh you mean um crisis pregnancy centers yeah Yeah, those and like i I just want to hear, hear at least one of the candidates talking about these and how dangerous they are for uh, people who are seeking abortions or any sort of uh, cervical medical health. Medical care. Like, medical he- Yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, um,
0: so I guess yeah. for people who don't know, mm-hmm. a crisis pregnancy center is a something that is claiming to be a medical center, but is not. They will often offer... Free ultrasounds and encourage people who visit them to not have an abortion and have workers protest outside Planned Parenthood in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not have to have any medical staff at all to provide these services and generally are entirely aimed at discouraging expecting parents from getting an abortion because these parents might
1: not uh, might not have been expecting this I wanted to make a different choice mm-hmm. you don't get real health care at these places If even if you're just looking for some sort of exam or something you're not looking to get an abortion you can't get any sort of real exam at these places um, there aren't really doctors yeah. um, they are not required to have doctors on staff at all so I really hope that uh, someone at least says something about uh, these places and how they need to be Shut down or restricted in some way. At the very least,
0: some of these places receive funding from state governments, mm-hmm.
1: but they don't provide any meaningful services at all. Mm-hmm. And that's got to stop. Yeah. Well, according to conservatives, stopping women from getting abortions is meaningful. But I, when I go to a doctor, I expect to see a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Not someone oh, dressed as so... a doctor who... Uh, tells me to be scared of things we're done talking about abortion now so that's yeah good. we're not we're not talking about that anymore um, it's a really difficult topic especially for episode one I think I feel like we're just being upfront about who we are yeah I, th- yeah, I think I think people would have turned off the the pod by now if they didn't get it. Thanks yeah. for sticking with us if you're still if you're still listening. <laughs> Let's get to our rant topics and We need a name for this segment if anybody has one
0: and wants to just tweet at us or something.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I think we call it rant wheel just because John Lovett calls it the rant wheel, but it's not a wheel. There are just two of us talking. We just wanna we yell just wanna yell about a thing. Um <laughs> Okay. So uh Any suggestions are welcome, um, in the meantime, uh, should I, should I get started on my, on my rant? Oh yeah, go for it. So recently, I got into a little tiff on Twitter, and if you know me on Twitter, I usually am shouting about media that I like, and not getting into fights, really, um, so it was strange, uh, and, uh, it was because someone... In response to some sort of CNN article about the latest bad thing Donald Trump had done, uh, they decided that the best course of action was to call Donald Trump a narcissist, ADHD, and autistic, and also accuse Donald Trump of hiding his underage son, who they claimed was also autistic. It was a lot. It's not even a bad thing to be autistic. Exactly. It's not a bad thing to be most of those Um, things. But their main point was that uh, Donald Trump is doing all these things, and we should call it what it is, and it's ADHD and autism and narcissism. And uh, you may be coming from a good place uh, saying these things, but let's talk about why it's really ableist and really terrible to call Donald Trump mentally ill. One, we don't know Donald Trump personally. We cannot call someone mentally ill who we don't know personally and who has not been diagnosed with a mental illness or disability. Um, Two, this conversation is the least productive thing in the world. It doesn't help people who are mentally disabled. It actually hurts people who are mentally disabled because they may see someone tweeting that and be like, wait, well, I'm not like Donald Trump, so I must not be disabled. And this thing that's wrong with me, I should just not try to get help for, because it's clearly not that thing that Donald Trump is doing, which is racism, not a mental illness. <laughs> um, and uh, it took me very, a very, very long time to uh, get a diagnosis for my ADHD. I was a senior in college, and that was without people calling Donald Trump ADHD. Uh, it's really not helpful uh, for people out who aren't disabled to see someone calling Donald Trump that because then they see dis- all people with disabilities as just as bad as Donald Trump. So yeah, please just... And it's about enough
0: that we have to be associated with him for being American.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so please just, just please refrain from calling Donald Trump Mentally disabled or mentally ill, it is not helpful to anyone.
0: I've met many able bodied neurotypical people who have been just as racist and just as misogynistic and just as ableist and boring (laughs) and cruel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's your turn to rant about things.
0: Look, Since this is the first episode we're going to release, I'm going to start with a very important rant to me. Mm -hmm. Stop being so cynical. Cynicism doesn't get stuff done. In the past, like, two weeks, multiple people have told me that they don't feel like they should vote in our local elections that are coming up tomorrow because they don't think it'll make a difference. Well, it's not going to if nobody votes. People have told me that they won't vote for a woman because men are too misogynistic and it doesn't make sense to vote for a woman. What? There are more- There are a lot of women running. And you know what? I'm not going to let my vote be dictated by what terrible men think. Cynicism doesn't get stuff done. Just shutting people down in conversations doesn't help advance our agenda. Working stuff gets stuff done. Having hope and inspiring people helps get people out the door canvassing. Telling people that things
1: are hopeless doesn't get them out to vote. Stop it. It just makes us stay at home, sad, ordering Domino's pizza, and uh, watching bad television. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of a lot of the candidates,
0: but there's more than 20 of mm-hmm. them. I can't, fi- I don't have the mental space
1: to be fans of all 20. Yeah. Plus candidates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have the mental space to be fans of all 20 and still be a fan of Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. That's just too much taking up a lot of your energy. <laughs> it really is. She is doing so many things. There are so many Easter eggs. I think this is a good time to talk about some of
0: the good news yeah. uh, that we've had in the past Speaking week. Speaking of hope. Yeah. Uh, this is some good gay news. Yes. Um, this is good
1: news, gay edition.
0: This past week, the... U.S. House of Representatives passed the Equality Act, which bars discrimination uh, in public housing, work discrimination, and a bunch of other stuff, to LGBT citizens. Yay! It's so good, because currently, in some states, you can be fired for being gay, and in more states, you can be fired for being trans and kicked out of your housing complex, and that's bad. And this is good. Uh, this, this protects those this people. This is good. This, this us. explicitly would make uh, gender identity and sexual orientation protected classes. Yay. In our civil rights laws. I'd, and that'd yeah, be nice. That's
1: really important, especially because gen- cuz gender identity is so much so discriminated against still. Like it's it's so important and I'm very happy that the house passed this. It still does have to go through the Senate and yet the Democrats don't control the Senate right now. But it's a massive step in the right direction and it's amazing. The second good gay news um, is that uh, Taiwan was the first country in the continent of Asia to legalize uh, marriage equality uh, in same sex marriage, and it is incredible. Um, especially like being Indian, um, India just decriminalized after recriminalizing homosexuality a couple of years ago, so um, this is a massive step for Asia, and for the people of Taiwan, I'm just overjoyed for them. And yeah, there are a lot of places in Asia where it's very, very dangerous to be gay or trans or whatever you are, and uh, this is huge step in the right direction i'm so happy for taiwan i'm so happy for the lgbtq community in taiwan and i hope this is the first in many many steps taiwan takes and the continent of asia takes as a whole to um pursue uh lgbtq
0: rights i sincerely hope that this is something that continues to spread throughout the world and we will get to live in a world that is more equal than the one that we're living in now Mm -hmm. agreed and the one that we were born into, mm-hmm. uh,
1: yeah,
0: it's been a great couple decades for gay it rights. It really has.
1: So. Um, speaking of Asia, uh, do you know what is uh, in Asia? What what there are lots of in Asia? Oh, I have a feeling it's a delicious fruit that we both love. Okay. It. I think. I think you might be right. Uh, it's mangoes. Mangoes. Mangoes are amazing. We love mangoes, and uh, we are going to be ending every episode with a fun. Mango fact, because they are very important. Yes, Katrina, would you like to do the honors of the first mango fact of On Your Left?
0: Our (laughs) mango fact for today is that more fresh mangoes are eaten around the world every day than any other fruit.
1: The world has good taste. The world has excellent taste. I'm so proud of the world right now. Mangoes are the best, and the world knows it. Wow. We're good, we're gay, we
0: got mangoes, everything
1: is nice. <laughs> we're good, we're gay, and we got mangoes. I think that's that's a good tagline for the show. <laughs> New tagline. This has been the very first official episode of On Your Left. Please uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever this podcast is being hosted for you. Uh, you can tweet at me at Fireword sparkler. It's the way it sounds, except there's no e. At the end, it's just K L R. Where can people find you, Katrina?
0: You can find
1: me on
0: Twitter at Katrina Ames or on Instagram at, at @MissAmazingAsian.
1: So uh, we'll see you guys next time on the On Your Left pod.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye.